welcome to the Creative Write It podcast. We're so excited to have you here. My name is Amy and I'll be your host for this episode. We've started this podcast to provide a platform for young writers in our programs to share their stories and give you a little insight into their creative process. We hope you enjoy these weekly readings as much as we do. And who knows, maybe they'll spark your imagination and get you writing something too. This week's story comes from Annika Harath-Redman, a Year 9 student in our mentorship program. This particular story was originally written for a school project, and we love that she chose to workshop and share it with us. In the short chat that I have with her after her reading, Annika mentions a song that she thinks really captures the atmosphere of this story. It's called Metal and Gwyns, which is Welsh for Soft is the Wind. We'll link to it in the description if you want to look it up. For now, here's Annika reading her short story, Monarch Butterflies. Lepidopterophobia, fear of butterflies. Why a church of all places, protested Edward, only just sitting to eat his lunch. All I could do was nod, mouth filled with beef pie. Edward Myers, my ride or die. We'd practically known each other since birth. He angrily bit into his Vegemite sandwich. He was in a mood. There were 36 students sprinkled across the courtyard of St. Mordred Church, some playing tag while others talked in hushed conversation. Teachers chased the bad while others had plenty of fables, sharing their myths with a few that listened. For Edward and me, this was the first time we weren't kept under heavy surveillance by our teacher, Mr. Kiley. Is Mr. Kiley here? Yeah, over there, Edward blubbered out in intervals of chews. I looked to the sky, soot-like clouds plagued every inch. Even so, the bird song was still clear. It caused the peculiar sense of tension to rise. I did feel tense. I glimpsed at Edward, sandwich in mouth and hands busy writing whatever he seemed fit to note. He was most likely recording notes for the report due on next... Oh, <laughs> my... By next Thursday. I couldn't be bothered. I felt too gross to even try. People with the fear of butterflies are extremely afraid of winged creatures. Typically, they experience a disgust for response at the sight of these creatures. Church bells rang, echoing throughout the block, now lost in a wave of fog. A fog tsunami, Edward named it. The teachers called for the students to line themselves along the walls of the church entrance. They sorted us out in age, Edward and I standing side by side as we were both 14. As I continued to count, I stared upwards once more. From my position, St. Mordred Church loomed over us. Butterflies swelled my stomach. I felt nauseous. Edward noticed. Everything okay, Colin? Yeah, I'm fine. I faltered for a moment. It's probably just my lunch. Seeing Edward concerned was touching, but the only problem with knowing someone so long as he and I did, they could tell when you lie. They feel afraid, nauseous, or panicky, particularly at the sight of butterflies. Walking into the church was nothing exciting, more anticlimactic. We filed one by one down this center. Strangers sat in different rows. I snickered. They all had such disappointing expressions at the sight of 36 delinquent children. We walked to the front rows. Thanks to this, our conversation would be limited. The church was cold, but 
not cold meaning temperature, cold in appearance. The paint was old, chipping slightly. The glass windows were tainted with dust. Each little window portrayed a small story. The stained glass panes placed to make figures. The window closest to me showed a young girl playing in a sunflower field. I didn't look at it again. My uncalled for anxiety started to heighten. I felt panicked. Not now. If my anxiety grew anymore, I would cause a commotion. I didn't need that, nor did anyone. Why am I like this? Soon after some silence, a female voice sung out from the balcony above. How did I miss it? A choir balcony laced the edges of the walls and wrapped its way all around the building. The female singing at the center, her voice was intoxicatingly beautiful. She almost sounded like a siren. The constant fluttering of the winged creatures can cause fear that the insect might brush against their skin, giving the sensation of grouping. I was intrigued, but for a different reason. I nudged Edward in the ribs. As discreetly as I could, I pointed in her direction. Edward followed my gaze. Yeah, what about her? She hasn't blinked. Edward wasn't following. I swear, not once. Lepidopterax experience deep anxiety or panic at the sight of butterflies. They experience a host of symptoms like trying to flee, crying, shaking, and sweating. Edward shrugged it off. I could sense eyes on me, her eyes. How did she... I could feel my throat parch. The tension that enclosed me was suffocating. I looked towards Edward, no reaction. Why wasn't he feeling it too? My thoughts began to flash through my mind at speed so fast I was unable to comprehend. Colin, she is blinking. What are you? Oh my, are you okay? I hadn't realized, but I was gasping for air. Tears flowed down my cheeks. Edward, I could see through the tears. Edward was looking for a way to leave. He got the okay from the teacher and helped me stand. We were both rushed out of the view of everyone. What happened back there? He asked. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I breathed. My coughing fit slowly faded. He set us down on the steps, patting my back. I gasped for a little more till my normal breathing came back. My face eventually returned to its Irish, Irish paleness. Thanks. He gave his signature ring. No biggie, but we should probably head back in now that you're okay. I could only muster a nod. We stood, and as Edward stepped up, I noticed an orange color. Ed, I think you stepped on something. I pointed at his foot. He moved, and I let out, and I let out a small gasp. A monarch butterfly lay spread on the step. We shared a glance. Poor thing, I didn't mean to kill it, Edward muttered. It's all right. Butterflies don't live long lives, I replied, trying to make him feel better. He nodded. It's still sad, though, when innocent things die. I stared at the butterfly. Don't say it. Not all beautiful things are innocent, I mumbled. Edward was taken aback. Forget it. Let's go. I took his arm, steering him away from the butterfly, and pushed open the door. No one was inside. The haunting ambience was still there in the fading tone of the song, close to the enchantment of butterfly wings beating. The song, once full of personality, seemed sparse, waning almost like an old tree in the wind. In place of the singer, the place of the choir, the place of the strangers and our classmates were millions upon millions of monarch butterflies. Annika, thank you so much for sharing your story.
How are you feeling after that reading? Uh, good. Fumbled a couple of times, but, you know, still went pretty well for a first run. You did a fantastic job of reading. Thank you. Um, and so we've got a few questions that we like to ask after each of our readings, which we think is just a nice way to reflect on the creative process and also share it with, um, with other writers. So you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. So tell me what inspired this story. Um, well, the original story was made for an uh, English project in year seven. Uh, we had to write a suspenseful piece because we were practicing suspense. And the original idea came from some sort of spooky stories around cathedrals and the old haunting sort of feeling they give off to people. So I got that idea. I thought of butterflies, put it together. Bing, butter, boom, there we go. <laughs> what made you think of butterflies? Um, I don't know. I guess they are pretty beautiful and almost haunting in a way because mm -hmm. they're just so majestic. And, like, you know that feeling you get when you're in, like, a butterfly enclosure at a zoo and there's just millions of butterflies everywhere and it kind of doesn't feel real, like you're in some fantasy land? Mm. I, I guess that was the inspiration for butterflies mainly. Yeah, I, I love the contrast of the, the kind of the, the haunting oldness of cathedrals with this um, ethereal beauty of the butterflies. Yeah. Um, and there's something about, I think in the story you talk about, you know, butterflies, they only live short lives. Yeah. And also that contrast with how cathedrals seem to have been around almost forever. Mm. they last hundreds and hundreds of years um yeah and there's there's so much symbolism that we could read into this story that I'm not sure if you're like me you don't think about this as you're writing oh yeah no I didn't that intend for that. anything <laughs> yeah but it's very um you've done it very intuitively and there's lots oh. of there's lots of things that you could read into it if you wanted to but it's also just a really beautiful story and you know a mysterious story to just listen to and think about um, oh thank you <laughs> oh, you're welcome um what did you find the most interesting part of the writing process um well coincidentally enough the original assignment was to make it into a podcast meaning I had to read the piece and add you know like uh, sound effects to it ambient sounds to it and then submit that for the project that was probably the most interesting part because it added a different layer to the story. Like there's reading a story and imagining the images in your mind and then hearing, and then a different part of that is uh, listening to sounds that correlate to the story. And it's almost like uh, virtual reality. It adds a depth to mm -hmm. the writing and, Oh, I don't know. That was probably the most interesting part to it. Oh, I didn't know this part. I didn't know yeah. for, um, for a recording. And we get to record it again. Yes. <laughs> um, it was made to be recorded. Um, I think that's so interesting because I actually, when I read the story and even hear it, it's very visual. Mm. Um, I can very easily picture it almost like a short film in front of me. Oh. Um, and so... I mean, butterflies are much more visual than audi audible. 
Yeah. Um, how did you convey the, that sort of power of the, that impact of the butterflies through sound? Um, well, I didn't really do anything centered around the butterflies, except for this one song. Forgive me, I can't remember the title of it for the life of me. <laughs> but um, it just started playing and it had a very haunting vibe to it, but enchanting at the same time. So at the end of my recording, I made the song play like I faded it in and then faded it out at the end of the recording and it definitely added a layer of depth to it unfortunately I don't know where the recording is so <laughs> I was just about to ask for it if you remember the name of the song um let me know and maybe yes I will weave it into this to this version of your story yeah I if I can find the recording the original one I can send it to you and yeah, that, cool. would, that would be amazing. Just another another layer to an already um, very <laughs> impactful story. Um, lastly, do you have any advice for for other writers? Um, I'd say it's mainly just for getting the first draft out because personally, for me, I find I overthink the first draft. Mm. Like I have a base idea, and suddenly I need to plan out a full-fledged novel and everything needs to be perfect even though I'm quite literally writing the first draft so my advice for other people would be if you have an idea you have the basics just go for it don't think about editing it while you're writing just get it out there and then come back to it that's what I did for this piece and it definitely works it's a lot easier instead of trying to plan everything or like make everything perfect before you start writing. Mm. Yes, one of our favorite phrases. You can't, you can't edit something before you've written it. Yeah, exactly. You have to get the words down. That's mm -hmm. that's really great advice. Um, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, your process. No problem. And uh, look forward to having more of your stories. In the yes, future. thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Annika. Thank you. I shared Annika's story with one of our creative writing mentors, Julie, who actually read this for the first time as she was editing it for inclusion in our recent Ritbits anthology, which is full of stories by our young writers. But here's what the story sparked for us. So, Amy, what did you think of Annika's story? I love this story about the monarch butterflies. I think it's um, it's really intense. It's got this very um, haunted feeling to it. Yeah. The, thing, the thing that stood out for me the first time, um, the first time I read it was um, she yeah her creation of the atmosphere. Like she said, she talks about soot like clouds plaguing the sky, bells echoing, churches looming butterflies swarming it just has this really like ghostly haunted feel to it yeah and I think yeah I think it's just it's a really beautifully written um atmospheric piece of writing yeah it is it does have a really great atmosphere to it yeah I really enjoyed how yeah Annika's story and I think she does like a fantastic job of like incorporating so much symbol symbolism into it 
and it just like makes you want to read it over and over again to because yeah each time you like you find a different piece of symbolism and just yeah each time you go through and just like find something new that you hadn't like read before and I think it's really clever because it's like such a short piece and there's like so much incorporated into it yeah I think yeah I actually have a similar feeling because I've um we published it in Rit Bits last year yeah uh, and then when we brought it back again for this podcast they read it again and you're right every time you read it you kind of pick up something slightly different um when I just read it again this morning I uh I just remembered the singer who yeah. I didn't really notice the first time because I was so taken by the image um, of the butterflies. Um, but I just read it again this morning and I thought, oh, who is the singer? Yeah. What's her connection to it all? It's very mysterious. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking about the, sing the singer as well and like it's my interpretation of the singer is sort of like how like the theme of like the monarch butterflies throughout I think that's like a really strong theme and like that sort of like reminded me like made me think of the singer and how yeah when she's singing in the church um yeah Annika writes like like a siren and so like um Colin and Edward are drawn towards her. like I think the singer like symbolizes like the monarch butterfly and then when like Colin's like throat parches in her presence is made me think because it's of his fear of butterflies so I thought like that was like really clever how that tied in to the piece yeah yeah what did you think about the way that she sort of juxtaposes the definition of the the fear of butterflies throughout the story yeah I thought that was like a really clever writing technique and how yeah it breaks up like the narrative and complements the rest of the story and it's sort of like made me think it's like a subconscious like insight into like Colin's mind and like because it, like, it ex exposes his deepest fear and it's like it shows this like vulnerable side to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah I thought it also showed um like it it added a real seriousness. Yeah. I think if you take that away you know you might think oh he's imagining things. Yeah. You don't really understand why he's obsessed or, or not obsessed why he's just got this creepy crawly feeling that something's yeah. something's not quite right um but when she puts these sentences in it's like it makes it an official diagnosis like yeah he's something he's got something very real um yeah it adds a heaviness yeah it does yeah yeah awesome um oh what else? I just really love um, Annika's style of, of writing, I think. Yeah, me too. She has a really nice way of um, taking taking topics and she might not, I, I found this working with her last year, that she doesn't always know where the idea is going. Yeah. This infuses this atmosphere or this depth of character and then the story just kind of reveals itself as she goes um it was really interesting to to work with her and to see her yeah to see her process I found I found that she responded really well to prompts where it was really very open so yeah. I just gave her a couple of words to work with um her her writing just kind of flowed and the story slowly 
emerged as she went. Sometimes she'd be a page in and then go, oh, that's what, that's what the story is. Um, And then when I'd give her really specific prompts, um, she'd be a little bit more stuck because I guess, um, yeah, it sort of closed (laughs) the creative doors in her mind a little bit when the prompt was too specific. Um, But yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed seeing seeing stories like this um, emerge through our writing sessions last year and yeah this was a really probably one of my favorite stories that I read um, of all of our young writers last year it was just it's really powerful it's really beautiful um, I'm really excited to see yeah what else Annika writes in the future yeah I think yeah it's such a great piece and yeah it was so much like symbolism throughout it's really great and I guess like going back to like the theme of like the monarch butterflies as well also made me think of like the theme of like transformation because how like butterflies go through that cycle and yeah there's like one like scene near the end when like Edward like steps on the butterfly killing it Mm -hmm. and then Colin says butterflies don't live long lives and Edward, Edward says it's still sad though how like when innocent things die and yeah just also like made me think of how that refers to like youth and like coming of age and how like Colin and Edward are in high school where like teenagers go through these experiences that turn them into adults and like they sort of like lose their childhood in a sense it's like they go through like this transformation cycle like the butterfly does as well so yeah I just thought like it was yeah it was really clever how there's like always like this theme throughout like the monarch butterflies and how yeah, it's like such a short piece, but there's like so much like depth to it. It's like a really fantastic piece. Yeah, it's very suggestive. And then I think the next line was about um, not all beautiful things are innocent. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. You know, I, I have to just kind of have to sit with that <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is a piece that like stays with you like long, like long after you've like read it and then you just want, yeah, want to keep coming back to it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Annika, for allowing us to share your story on the podcast and can't wait to see more of your stories in the future. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Before we go, we'd like to acknowledge that we live, write and share stories on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, the original storytellers of our country. We vow to use our creative power to contribute to the land that has given us the freedom to imagine, dream, listen, and write a better collective future. We pay our deep respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about what we do, you can find us at creativewriteit.com.au. And feel free to share this podcast with a friend. Our young writers will be delighted to know their stories of reaching listeners all over the country and beyond. Thanks again for tuning in to the Creative Writer Podcast. We'll see you next time.